Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We made this. And welcome again to another Chucky Vision, all things Chucky. This is an impromptu episode. My co-friend, co-friend, co-host. I'm both of those things. My friend Mark. Hiya. An expected episode for us. There was going to be another trailer before the, the show airs. And there's probably going to be a bunch of TV spots as well, close to the date of October 4th, which is when season two starts. And we've done this as quick as we can. When things like this come out, TV shows and movies and stuff, the closer to the release date, the more and more quote-unquote spoiler the promotion gets. There's quite a bit that we know is going to be in the show that isn't shown in the trailer, which is a good thing, but it does mean mm. this it does mean this trailer is quite in some ways quite similar to the first trailer we got, which was about a month ago. There's a lot of um religious stuff in it, up to and including the song that is a cover version of the REM track, um, Losing My Religion. It's 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 not subtle about <laughs> how religion is going to be a big theme of this um season, but the first trailer wasn't subtle about that either. In this season, it does seem like the two big sides are Catholic school and also Tiffany's house. Maybe some pieces in between. There are some shots, very brief shots in this that do perhaps paint a picture of how the season's going to start. But uh, I'll, I'll put those predictions together near the end. Mm. Shall we get uh, straight into it, I guess, in our shot-by-shot breakdown? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Starting with something we've seen already, the Nun Heart Attack. Kind of get alternate little shots of this. We don't get the big, the moment of the first trailer where he's happy this time that he scared someone into having a heart attack. I, the most new information you can glean from this, it may be in the first trailer, but the little plaque on the, the table seems to belong to Father Bryce. It's a little bit blurry, but I think that's the name of our new Devon Sour character. The other thing on the desk that I noticed, and it's got to be deliberate, <laughs> is I a know. fucking rainbow. Yeah. You know, that is the symbol of a gayness. Don Mancini is a gay man. This franchise is so incredibly queer these days. That can't be a mistake. And I wonder whether this is like a nice nun who loves the gays or doesn't realise that it's a gay symbol or... <laughs> I don't know. What What do you think of the rainbow on the desk? I think that most of these nuns, that nun in particular, is probably going to be clueless. And maybe maybe someone like Chucky will make a joke about it. it that is a good point about the characterizations of the nuns and the fathers. We touched upon this with the first trailer. How is Devon Sauer going to be a bad religious figure? Are some of these other nuns going to be the stereotypical strict? And it's hard to glean from some of these newer characters we're seeing who's 
going to be good and who's going to be a negative. Mm. It's hard to tell exactly what the... uh, Well, actually, we'll get into it. There's a couple lines from characters who... They don't seem to be regular stars. These adults dealing with the teenagers from the first season. We get a line that's interesting about violent juvenile offenders. Yeah. That definitely paints them with a bit more context from season one that it seems like. Or there are some shots in this that suggest that maybe they're referring to something that happens in season two. Either way, though, it's a case of uh, like Andy. You know, in the first couple Child's Play films, it's the boy who cried wolf. These adults are probably connecting these teenagers with some of the incidents that have happened. Almost like Child's Play 3, in mm. as much as Andy was sent to military camp because he was considered violent because of what Chucky did. I think this is probably a parallel to that. We speculated why all three of them were there, because only two of them were orphans mm. at that point. And I think this answers that question. Can I be shallow for a moment? <laughs> Mm, okay. Bjorkvin Anansen has not aged a single fucking day. The other two look about five years older. They do both look older, don't they? We talked like about significantly older. Yeah, we talked about Jake's haircut, but uh, Lexi looks a bit older as well. Whereas um, Devon, if it's possible, he looks even younger. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink from the same fountain as that lad, because obviously he's found the fountain of youth. Bastard. Well, I think maybe Lexi looks a little bit aged up, as we saw in the first trailer. I don't think we see in this trailer. We saw in the first trailer that she uh, has developed kind of a substance abuse issue. Um, yes, which is interesting. That seems to be, I guess, the, the reason why the three of them get lumped together is the whole Chucky thing. One thing as well, we talked about, like, why are they here? And there was a line in the first trailer with Devon Sauer's character where he talks about he knows their past and we talked mm. about whether or not that was Chucky. Because I think in the trailer, it was edited to be, you see Chucky, and then you hear that line. So you think, oh, the past with Chucky. It's very clearly edited here with the the woman. We don't know if she's a nun or a religious figure, but uh, someone in the uh, administration process. She says they, they could learn from their mistakes by thinking on their sins. And uh, we do very clearly see Lexi, you know, snort something, and then Devon and Jake curse. Yes, I um, I was very pleased with the kiss. Every time there's a kiss, I'm like, yay, gay kisses. And again, it's very blatant and explicit that this is a queer franchise now. And I'm not going to lay it thick, but there's still idiots out there going, oh, this ruins Chucky. This has <laughs> always been what the Child's Play franchise has been. It just happened to be a little bit more subtle when Don Mancini had to be like that. And I wonder, with the tone Don has been crafting up to now, whether or not, because, you know, I see this show and I still think, I think kind of think of, like, Don is kind of doing a Ryan Murphy, you know, like, American Horror Story. I think he's been a little inspired mm. by the success of that. And, you know, season two of that was set in an asylum and there was a storyline of a woman going through conversion therapy. And that was, like, my main problem with American Horror Story in that it's, like, really funny and campy in some plots and then just, like, brutally horrific in other parts. Yeah. It's season one of Chucky. There wasn't much homophobia in it, was there? Only like, really his family. Yeah, you're right. Don didn't really bog the fun of Chucky down with being, you know, it addressed it. It was like, here's a very serious issue that kids are going through, but it, he didn't beat us over the head with it, that, like the misery of it every episode. And I wonder mm. with this reference here, it's a lot more explicit, this reference, like how much that's going to affect 
these two characters. I, mm, I don't think mm. it will. I don't think it will. Obviously, as we see, Chucky becomes the main problem. You know, I don't think either of these characters really care if a nun thinks they're going to hell compared to a killer doll that is actively trying to murder them. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> um, we get a little bit more information on where they are. Apparently, it's called the Incarnate Lord. Yeah. That was said by Laura Jean Jorostecki, who is most recognisable from the Hannibal TV show. I really need to watch some of that. <laughs> I've still not watched it, despite the fact that you're always raving about <laughs> it. It definitely tone. It's very over the top. It's very gory. And it's also very gay. Maybe that's something to look at between series yeah. two and three. Because yeah, I'm already assuming we're getting a series three. And I do like this. It reminds me of the, uh, reminds me of the boys, because I was the same showrunner of uh, Supernatural. A lot of the actors... From Supernatural keep showing up in the boys. Maybe think, you know, like we got a star of Hannibal, someone Don's worked with showing up in this. You know, it's, it's nice when people get to work with people again and again. I, I guess uh, we okay. see, I guess we, I guess we see that with Devon Sauer. A little bit, yeah. Uh, we do get a new character. Well, new for season two. We get some more shots of Nadine. Is Nadine the ginger bespectacled girl? Definitely seems like she's going to be the new character. There wasn't much, there was only like shots of her in the first trailer, and I predicted if she was going to be the overly religious goody two-shoes. And uh, yeah, this little scene confirms that. (laughs) Oh, she's very sweet. (laughs) She is very sweet, but then she's also confessed like three times in a week. I mean, maybe she needs to. Maybe she's been a particularly naughty... No. I did put that in my notes. You know, violent juvenile offenders, is everyone that goes here that case? Or are there just a bunch of, you know, non-offending people who just came for an education? Interesting. Could have something in the past, maybe? Trailers, or at least modern trailers, can tend to be deliberately deceptive. Yeah, all the promotions for season one, we didn't really know where that was going to go. I know the Marvel films, particularly the bigger ones, are almost deliberately deceptive and or include footage that isn't in the final cut of the film. (laughs) I don't know if Don's going to go that far quite yet. (laughs) Maybe not. Something I hope does uh, end up in season two, <laughs> if it's not deliberate mis- misdirection. I always love the the trope of the drunk Irish priest <laughs> sipping, yeah. it, sipping his uh, whiskey inside the confessional booth. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play their religious stuff, because gay men, and I have been guilty of this myself in the past, less so these days, particularly as I'm a bit more kind of neutral in my actual real life job and kind of have to be gay men tend to be quite anti-religious and attack faith in a lot of ways ignore the good stuff that you get from faith like community and um and peace etc and i'm pretty sure that don mancini is going to be a little bit more subtle than christianity or bad yeah definitely it, it, it at least seems like not everyone there is ultra strict ultra fundamentalist which goes with what i hope it's not all doom and gloom and people hating on these kids it's going to be a bunch of fun caricatures i'm genuinely interested to see whether or not i will feel like the portrayal of religious characters is antiquated uh, one-dimensional or whether or not there'll be some real thought and subtlety and we got that in season one didn't we with the parents yeah not, not every parent was bad what did you think of the bell saint cover of losing my religion I like that. It was definitely the, the it's the modern trailer kind of thing. It works. There was a lot of kind of poppy music like that, you know, like Billie Eilish in uh, season one. Billie Eilish is significantly more modern than R.E.M. It sounded a bit like a Billie Eilish cover. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're getting at now. I, I retract my scorn. <laughs> my gentle, friendly, loving scorn. Good point. Well made. <laughs> 
But I hated it. I fucking loved the original version. I didn't oh, need okay. a wishy-washy <laughs> female vocalist version of it, and it actually put me off the trailer a little bit. It's the meta thing, isn't it, now? Every trailer has to have a wishy-washy, airy vocal. I wouldn't have minded if it was, like, wishy-washy anything else, but wishy-washy cover of R.E.M. can get in the sea. It really did put me off a little bit. <laughs> it was hardly Johnny Cash's cover of Nine Inch Nails, was it? I was just thinking that we had this same argument about covers. <laughs> I am a creature of habit and a predictable human, and I'm comfortable with that. Well, um, uh, moving away from uh, the religion, we got a lot of Chucky here now. A lot of little shots of Chucky running around, giving the finger, steals the phone at one point and goes up a chimney. I don't really quite know the gymnastics of that, but <laughs> he gets into the school. We get some shots of him fighting Jake and then fighting Devon, and it seems like he gets put in a little interrogation. Most importantly, there's a bald Chucky. <laughs> I found my next cosplay outfit. He does look exceptionally weird, bald. I like it. We've seen so many shots of him being made, being born as a doll, like in the factory. And we've seen like the doll sans eyes and teeth and all that. But the fully built face moving, expressive Chucky, but also bald, very weird. It's only been prop dolls rather than animatronics with a bald Chucky before. I I wonder whether it is just as simple as the Chucky in Curse of Chucky that had short hair so he could differentiate between the others. If he's got a specific personality, this bald... Or, or, or more, maybe not a specific personality, but a specific role. He's the Chucky that does a certain thing, and you need to know that he's a different Chucky to the Chucky with a standard Chucky hair. Chucky, 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 fucking <laughs> Chuck. Fuck. I think he's going to clearly have a very specific role. He's going to be a significant Chucky. That's a good call. I'd like to think he's the most badass one, because, you know, <laughs> baldies are badass. Two perfect examples in Jason Statham and me. <laughs> My bestie, Jace. <laughs> but yeah, we got Bald Jason, all the other Jasons. Bald Jason? Bald no, Jason. <laughs> Jason Statham. I've made you think of Jason Statham, and of course you're currently thinking about Jason Statham. You're probably half chub. <laughs> I don't know whether you should cut that bit or not. <laughs> I'll leave it in, but I just don't have a segue. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's not just Chucky, though, because we've also got Tiffany again. It's still the, the truck scene from season one, but we get to see another line of dialogue from doll Tiffany. I do wonder whether this fucking truck scene is going to take up forever, because <laughs> this and the other trailer both had huge amounts of truck scene stuff in it. I, I wonder whether we've got, like, quarter of an hour, 20 minutes of, like, a chase or I don't know. Or, again, it's a red herring and we've seen 90% of what we're going to see from the truck. From the truck scene. Well, there is a shot from trailer one where the truck goes into like a bay. Mm. I don't think we've seen this Tiffany doll. We haven't seen Andy outside of this one scene yet. I mean, we only very, very briefly, like for maybe two seconds, saw Andy in this trailer at all. Did you really notice how insane a moment in this trailer was? It's so blinking you'll miss it. What it suggests is crazy. The the weird moment of Lexi and Devon walking through the woods towards a cabin. As they're walking towards it, there's all these heads on pikes and they're Chucky heads. Yes, I did see that. That's very brutal. Yeah, not just doll heads, like the blood and brains inside a Chucky doll. Like, it's severed Chucky mm. heads. That's what happens to all the Chucky dolls? Yeah, that could be quite late in the season, couldn't it? 
There definitely seems like a thing of season one ends with, oh, all these Chucky dolls are out loose. And then it maybe it does seem like this whole truck thing quite early on. Well, we killed like 70 of them, so there's like 10 Chucky's left, just to make it a bit more easy. I mean, that could be it, couldn't it? If that's the case, my theory that bald Chucky is quite a significant Chucky does have some strength in it, doesn't it? it? During that interrogation, they do ask how many Chuckies there are. Yeah, maybe Chucky's laughing because he knows there's like 80 of them out on the loose, or maybe he's bluffing because mm. he knows there's not many. I mean, to be fair, he's laughed in the face of death even when there's only one of them, so <laughs> I think he really True. cares how many there are of them. I'm more pleased that we're seeing Bride of Chucky Tiffany again. Uh, yeah, I got very excited when I saw her. And then and I already knew she was going to be in it because she was at the end of Series 1. But I want to know why there's a Tiffany doll as well as Tiffany inside Jennifer Tilly, pretending to be Jennifer Tilly, having Jennifer Tilly's success and being the reason for Jennifer Tilly. Oh, Jennifer. That's also the thing. We also have another Tiffany doll and it is Mm. so blinking you'll mix it in this, but there's also a promotional still of it. There is a pre-Tiffany makeover bride doll. Yes. In Caroline's room. And then there's a very, very brief shot in this of Lexi smashing that. So that suggests that there's multiple Tiffany's. At least two, yeah. Unless it's just Tiffany having a go. Maybe there's like many, 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 many Tiffany's as well. It does seem from the dialogue we get, Chuck and Tiffany still do very much hate each other and are planning to kill each other. Yeah, which is a surprise. I was kind of expecting the classic Tiffany retracting and being weaker than that. I'm kind of glad. I like the idea that they're at odds with each other. That's a good point. We we see the classic thing that we've had since you know, last season and since the last couple movies. A shot of uh, the UPS guy delivering a packaged good guy doll. Who's delivering that if not Tiffany? Mm. The second half of the trailer is all about the second storyline with Tiffany slash Jennifer Tilly uh, doing whatever. <laughs> she uh, meets Glenn and Glenda at the front door like she did in the last trailer. We get a shot of the blood on the floor behind her, so it seems like that connects. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next with the shot of her cutting that guy's throat. Yeah. Right. Have you seen all the weird shit where people are really upset that Glenn has got long hair? No, I haven't. They're supposed to be non-binary, gender fluid. So it's going to be about this retcon, isn't it? And if there is going to be a retcon about whether or not they are a split personality or whether or not they are the same person or whether or not they're the dark aspect and the light aspect of each other, like it's heavily implied of Seed of Chucky. They're fucking non-binary. It is okay for a non-binary person with a masculine name to have long hair. When I was in my teens and my early 20s, I'm a man, I'm cis, and I had long hair. It makes no sense. I have long hair as well. I don't anymore, because <laughs> no, I don't do I. have any. We're both I used bald to jerk around to rock music. We are the bald chuckies. See, this is representation. This is real representation. <laughs> bald chucky. We used to be the headbanging chucky from Bride of Chucky, but not anymore. 
Do you use a headbang as well? I tend to think of I tend to think of mosh as the group activity. Mosh is bouncing. Headbanging is whirling your hair around. I think. Yeah, the Glenn and Glenda thing is only going to be figured out when we get to the show because again, we still don't know. Like Chucky said quite vaguely, he has a child who is gender fluid. He didn't say both. Yeah, so it are both of them, or is just one of them, and the other one is cis? Like we don't know yet until. They confirm it. Which is fascinating considering that Lachlan Watson is non-binary. They might be playing a cisgendered person. But of course, Glenna Glenda are neither of those things because they were a fucking doll at birth, <laughs> which is wonderfully peculiar. And the doll wasn't really a, a boy or a girl, was it? It was. Oh, I mean, it doesn't really make much sense because both Tiffany and Chucky were just normal dolls before human souls went into them. And then they grew human genitalia. And yet for some reason, Glenn slash Glenda, who was born like half human, half doll, didn't have any genitalia. That's true. (laughs) I mean, it didn't make any sense beforehand. (laughs) We are talking about doll genitalia. (laughs) This is a gift given to us by the Chucky franchise. But you know, like we're not the only ones who have questions because... Surprisingly, this was a bit of dialogue I didn't expect. In the trailer itself, Glenn and Glenda have questions. They apparently didn't know that Tiffany was a murderer, and they didn't know that she was a lesbian. I know that this has been kind of jumped on and people seem to be quite fond of it online, but for me, mom's a murderer. They know their mom's a murderer. They spent all of Seed of Chucky watching their mom and dad be murderers. Yeah, that line's weird. I don't think I even like the term lesbian to anyone with any kind of LGBTQ knowledge. She's not a lesbian. She's had relationships with men, therefore mom's bi or mom's pan. For a non-binary character, it seems like the word lesbian is incredibly binary. I I, I genuinely didn't like that scene. It felt a bit 90s, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a scene that will maybe make sense in context, or or not. I hope so, because if it's done for a sensationalist line for the trailer, that's cheap and tacky and not what I really expect from a programme that achieved so much in Series 1. I mean, it depends on how much they know. depends on how much they remember from their childhood, because they, like you said about her actual preferences, they might not have any awareness of Chucky. Oh, that's like, a good they might point, not know actually, their dad. Because well, maybe it was kind of gently implied at the end of Seed that they were almost reborn, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. And maybe I'm being unfair and as well-meaning as Seed of Chucky was, suggesting that someone that's non-binary or someone that's trans has a split personality is not something one would do in these more modern times. This show has been kind of batshit. For as many questions as he answers, he's probably going to end up raising more. Which is fine by me, and I think it is going to be sensitively done, and perhaps I'm not really giving it enough leeway. Also, if we're talking about context of the scene, this is also the scene where Mika very quickly explains how Tiffany kidnapped her, chopped off her arms and legs, and has been in love with her for every year. Again, going back to the truck, it might be that the truck will be the opening scene Hmm. and we'll get a one year later. That would definitely explain if Andy is the one in the shack. Or unless the truck scenes are flashbacks. I'm willing to predict that season one is going to open a new scene, you know, like a a theme Mm. slash mood setter rather than straight off from season one. Cult of Chucky ended on a cliffhanger and we didn't get that resolved until like episode four. Very true. 
I didn't like the Instagram joke. <laughs> I really didn't. It just felt deliberately, pointlessly modern with a character that's actually quite old. So didn't we work this out that Chucky's about 70? My dad doesn't know what Instagram <laughs> is. My dad would not make a gag about Instagram. I, I My dad switches off his mobile phone. <laughs> Like all the time and switches it on to send a message, switches it off again. I can see how long he's had it switched off because I don't get my, my blue ticks on WhatsApp and it makes me really cross. It's like, Dad, you sent me a message. I replied within five minutes, but you'd already switched your phone off. I'm, I'm calling bullshit on Chucky having any fucking clue about Instagram. Well, you got to think, he is a toy, hangs out of children a lot. I guess he just picks things up with osmosis. I keep comparing Chucky to my dad, <laughs> and it's like, Chucky is way more modern than any mid-70s bloke. Yeah, he's got modern values. He is a woman, technically. <laughs> That's true. We have a moment of Devon tasing Chucky. Chucky is sat between a new kid and Caroline, so this seems to be at someone's house, probably Lexi's house. Uh, mm. We see Lexi smashing the bride doll uh, with Devon, Chucky holding like... It's like a coffee can with like wires and stuff attached to it. And he has a little like detonator switch. Mm. So it seems like he's made some kind of homemade bomb. And then we do get that weird shot. It's like a bird's eye view of a house on a suburb. The green explosion. I don't understand. The weird fart gas. Yeah. I assume I'm predicting that is the bomb he's holding. That goes off. I assume it's non-deadly. They get blamed for that. It looked more chemical than explodium. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely was like a chemical, but I'm I'm thinking it's like a non-toxic chemical because I think maybe that is the event or somewhat non-toxic. I think that is the event in season two that gets them sent to the uh, school. Interesting. Because there definitely are shots of there definitely are shots of them still in town. I think they are mostly free and detached from the events of season one. I think this new event is what gets them in trouble. Interesting, because I'd read it that their violent juvenile offender behaviour was that they were blamed for the massacre in the cinema. Oh, I think if they were blamed for murder, they'd be uh, somewhere else other than, like, at school. They'd probably be in mm. military camp. Or juvenile prison. Yeah. Good point. Although, do you know, I'd rather be in juvenile prison than a fucking religious school. Um, so that was... The trailer, but... But do you want to have a quick chat about the um, beautifully peculiar Jennifer Tilly tour thing as well? Yeah, there was a house tour where she seems to be in character as Tiffany slash Tilly, and she gives a little house tour. It's about four minutes, and most of it is... Mm. I'm guessing most of it is just her riffing. Oh, it's deliciously meta. (laughs) An absolute kind of chucky staple. I really, really liked it. It was Jennifer Tilly clearly having the time of her life pretending to be Tiffany in Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> I, I love this whole storyline. of The set's also really great. How cool is the set? I, I do notice, though, a lot of the rooms are so spacious because this is just a camera following her around. It's not like the full, like, sound apartment. Every mm. room is so echoey. That's an American thing, isn't it? They have gigantic houses for a quarter of the price that we pay for a postage stamp fucking I just fe- I just feel like, though, in the TV show, it's not going to be equity. Even no. though all of these rooms are like hard wooden floors, two pieces of furniture taking up a gigantic room. I, I would do that with a house <laughs> if I had that amount of space. But she bought the house from Blofeld. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that is just her riffing. The actual Jennifer Tilly just riffing. <laughs> And it's just 
peculiar. Are we to believe that <laughs> J- James Bond and Chucky are in the same universe? But, but, but a fucking Blofeld reference, that was so off the wall. I actually did watch a little video. It, it seemed clickbaity, but it was pretty down to the point. You know, one of those red circles and the arrow saying, you've missed this. Oh, right, yeah. There is actually surprisingly a fair bit to catch in this. In between all the shots of making jokes and stuff, there are very brief shots of them filming. You, you do see quite a bit. You do see Gina Gershon and Joey Pants. You see the back. Oh, do you? You see the back of them. But they are wearing the same like white and blue suits that they've been shown in set photos. So right. they are at the party. They're like sitting by the piano. So it does seem like they are playing themselves. Love it. Uh, we've talked about that before yeah. and how much I would love to see Jennifer Tilly playing Tiffany, pretending <laughs> to be Jennifer Tilly, trying to pretend to those two. And also, that- I think. Whichever one it is, Glenn or Glenda, one of them is also in the same shot. So it seems like she's juggling her kids and also all these actors. Uh, Very, very briefly, you see her in a couple of the shots. Meg Tilly is also here. Is she playing herself? So you think Meg Tilly is playing Meg Tilly, who doesn't know that Jennifer Tilly (laughs) is an evil doll? That would be um, more difficult to pull off for Tiffany than it would two actors that she starred with years ago unless she just plays a new character that just happens to look like Meg Tilly which would be so beautifully meta <laughs> there's a couple of things we get some references to Seed of Chucky that you know tie in with Seed of Chucky we get on her bedside table we get photos which are clearly just photos from the ending of Seed of Chucky I think they're either screenshots or behind the scenes photos and also you get the E! Entertainment Award the Coat Hanger Award from Seed we've mentioned how there's been big references to Charles Play 3 but they're clearly referencing Seed as well their audience wants Glenn and Glenda oh yeah also speaking of references uh, the Bound poster in this behind the scenes video was blurred you could see you can see it in one of the, I think the first trailer but in the in this behind the scenes thing it's blurred another Seed reference is when she talks about drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. An addiction reference. Mm. And there was the addiction storyline of Addicted to Killing. Wonder if that was deliberate or just a gag. Maybe. Pretty sure it was deliberate. Now we just need a Britney Spears reference. I want them to mention that Britney Spears died in 2004. Maybe that's the tipping point for Glenn and Glenda when they learn that their parents murdered Britney Spears. There is one last little thing here, which it's so weird. If what it's suggesting is weird, I don't know. There is a couple of shots of Nika on set. Fionadorf is, you know, sat down. You see uh, Glenna Glenda stood next to her. And you do see in trailer two and trailer one, her escaping somehow across the front lawn. Could you see that she has her upper arms, her biceps? She still has those. So maybe she's somehow getting across on a wheelchair. In these behind the scenes shots, very briefly, you see that she is wearing on her lower arms and her hands, silver arms. I didn't spot that. She's wearing these silver arms. If this was special effects to remove them in post, wouldn't they be green or blue? So Hmm. the way she escaped, because she is clearly moving her shoulders like she's, you know, like rogue about. Does she have robot arms now? Mate, robot arms (laughs) would be another level. We've never seen robots in Child's Play before. I know, but but it's so weird. Why does she have like, they're not like, you know, like the T-1000. I mean, it's a blurry shot, 
but they don't look like the T-1000. They look like the Silver Soldier. It looks like there are details on these silver arms. Like Jax from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they look like they've got details. Mm. We're using as examples of robots, but like, you know, bionic arms exist. Maybe mm. he has bionic arms now. <laughs> Do you know what? As much as I have thrown a little bit of criticism... <laughs> I'm so excited for series two of Chucky. And this trailer did really help. There were a few things I was like, uh, prove me wrong. But definitely, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait, Dev. I just thought, you know how in Curse of Chucky, no, in Cult of Chucky, when she becomes mm. possessed by, she regains the power of her legs. Do you yes. think if she just wears metal arms, Chucky would then f- possess those arms as part of the body? Interesting. Like, if you... Not even metal. Like, if you... I mean, it's part of the body, isn't it? And Chucky can... If it's a a legitimate prosthetic... I don't know. That's a wild prediction, but I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) Again, this is something that they have to, have to get right. After there was a lot of controversy about a non-disabled actor playing disabled, there was the argument, you shouldn't be challenging your actors by making the characters disabled and things like that. And I'm confident that they've very much thought about it, come up with what they want to say and do with these characters. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. I will probably enjoy it, even if the landing is kind of bungled. Mm. His explanations, his answers are not 100% how Twitter wants them to be. I will still enjoy if season two is a messier season, but it's still fun. I'm prepared to take any amount of mess <laughs> for them to get Glenn and Glenda right. I want to see that. Testing Lachlan Watson is an absolute fucking masterstroke. They're a great actor. Perfect for this role. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, we've still only seen bits and pieces. This is the most we've ever seen of them. It'll be great to see what a full scene of them feels like. Really, really excited, Dev. Fantastic. And I think that is everything. Yeah, we're still giving you guys Chucky News, semi-regular Chucky News. Chucky News. (laughs) (laughs) Only reference that at the end. (laughs) (laughs) We're still giving you guys regular Chucky Vision content. Chucky News. With that, it's been another <laughs> another little bonus episode. Probably our last bonus episode before season two. Uh, we'll see you then. Until then, wanna play? You're getting good at that. Mm, it's okay. I don't know. I need to listen back to it. It's not Brad Dorf, not really. No, it doesn't need to be. <laughs> Chucky Vision is a podcast brought to you by the We Made This Network. Follow us on Twitter at ChuckyVision. Follow the network on Twitter at WMT underscore network. Our website is WeMadeThisNetwork.com. The logo was designed by Carl Bryan and the theme tune composed by Dark Fantasy Studios. Wanna play?
100 years since Nosferatu first terrified audiences on the big screen. 30 years since Francis Ford Coppola gave us Bram Stoker's Dracula. And um, 10 years since Dark Shadows with Johnny Depp. Vampire Videos is a podcast taking a look at this iconic blood-sucking monster on film and television. I'm Dan Owen. And I'm Hugh McStay. And we're here to guide you through a century of vampirism on film. From Hollywood's golden age with Bela Lugosi as Count Dracula. To the more lurid hammer horrors of the 60s and 70s starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Through to the 80s boom in vampires which brought these creatures of the night into the modern age. And everything this century's had to offer us. From foreign and independent films, spoof comedies and even teenage love stories. Yes, I'm talking about Twilight. We aim to cover it all one bite at a time. So join us on a voyage into the depths of vampire cinema, old and new, with weekly guests offering their own insights and expertise. And why not follow us on Twitter, at Vamp Videos. A proud part of the We Made This Podcast Network, subscribe now to Vampire Videos, and thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.